ready for this? Howdy, folks, let's gather around for the best sports talk in town. We got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. Word to your mother. And welcome in to another episode of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 70, on the evening of October 17th. We got the usual crew, not the total usual crew. I am your host, Chris Mitchum, manager of Team Fairlife, rolling with the usual friend, my best friend, especially for the next two hours, Aaron Hunt, manager of Let Russ Microwave. How we doing, sir? Chris, what's going on, man? Episode 70. Seven? That's wild. Zero. We are on track for road to 100 True. at this point. We got to do something special. We got to call up Steven again. Hey, man, we need something for 100. Just like on episode 50 when he just yelled 50 in the mic over and over <laughs> again. A little something Get like that. Get that 100 episode song tribute. One. I know. And actually, I was sitting here during the theme song. And I was like, the harmonica kind of goes pretty hard. Like, you ever notice that? Like, it he's, does. He's going up and down in the tunes, and sounds like it's layered on there. And I was just kind of sitting back and being like, you know what? This is, I can't do that. I have no idea how our harmonica works, besides like blowing into it when I was like six years old, probably annoying everybody. So that was fun. As always for you, APAC show, week six is in the books. Um, I would say, at least this league-wise, it went about as you would expect. But NFL-wise, there's no more undefeated teams. Niners, what are you doing? Eagles, what are you doing? Undefeated was so last week thing. Apparently, they just decided not to show up, didn't practice, didn't get their Wheaties. I don't know what you want to say, <laughs> didn't man. They just their didn't, Wheaties. Just did not come to perform. I know, I know. So we will recap a week six in this league and then of course we have an updated power rankings for you it's been a couple weeks so who's moved where we will get into that and then of course we have a fresh this league guarantee coming your way followed by a week seven preview we were just talking about it before we came on Aaron but I feel like last week's matchups a lot of them went to chalk I don't think we had any discrepancies in our pickums before last week this week Oh, baby. I would say there are th- at least three toss-ups. I was looking at the matchups, and I was like, I, I, could, I could go either way. I actually had to sit and think for a while on these matchups for Week 7. Yeah, we definitely have some disagreements this week, which is refreshing because I do enjoy hearing your different perspective when we do disagree. Same thing with Tim when he's on here and other guests as well. So it should be a fun time kind of dissecting that maybe challenging each other like you know why do you think the way you think bro why are you so dumb (laughs) yeah Aaron, you're just stupid bro um should think think more like me the right way all right (laughs) tim is out once again on baby duty wishing him and the fam all the best on the on the new member of the family before we get into it drinks of the week i i don't even have a drink i am just i'm riding this bear bareback man i'm just rolling in what about you uh, i've got the combo of uh miller light with Hell a yeah. colt go colt uh koozie colt go colt 
mixed in with some water. So balance, baby. Drinking responsibly tonight, Chris. Love. That is how we do it. Love that for you. www.thisleaguepod.com is where you can go to look at the scores from week six that we are about to talk about or preview week seven with us. You got all the latest roster updates and the matchups there at your disposal. I've been told it makes the podcast a lot more enjoyable when you can look at what we're looking at and look at all the dumb things that we're probably going to say. And you can let us know the dumb things we say at this league underscore pod on Twitter and Instagram. Am I forgetting anything, Aaron, before we jump into week six? Let's roll right in. All right. You heard the man. Let's get into the week six review. Broncos country. Let's ride. If you remember correctly, the week six kicked off the 2023 Cadoba Chipotle Classic. If you're new around here, we have two divisions in this league, Cadoba and Chipotle Division, five teams each, and week six through nine features each matchup with a team from a different division. So this is usually how the calendar or the schedule works out every year is one person from Cadoba will face one person from Chipotle and you kind of rotate for the next four weeks. We keep track of who from what division wins what, kind of like the, is it the Big Ten ACC in basketball? Is that what they do? Yep. Yeah, so it's yep. like that. I think there, there's also like the Gavit games, which I think is like Big East and something else. Yeah, stuff like that. Oh, I do not speak college football, unfortunately. But it's like that, like times 20,000 times better. You get the Cadoba Chipotle Classic. And we are going to start with somebody from the Cadoba division, that being Dawn and Njigbas in Paris, coming to this one at 2-3, and three, taking on the Titan, the undefeated top of Chipotle division, Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth at 5-0. and oh. How did this one break down, Aaron? Well, I can tell you that early on in this matchup, Dawn did put up a little bit of a fight. He had Chris Olave coming out with a solid 17. Terry Which McLaurin is good. had... Which is good. Yeah, Terry McLaurin had a 14, and the Vikings defense randomly had a 23, which you'll what? definitely take you'll definitely take that out of your defense. It probably has to do with the fact that Jay Fields unfortunately got hurt and uh mm. Ty- Tyson Bagent had to come in. I don't I think he came in maybe later in the Badget, game, but Bagnay. Bagnay. <laughs> bag baguette. Bag bag hey. <laughs> Bag. Hey. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> so, you know, Don had some respectable totals early on. Even the likes of Brandon Ayuk had 12. So you can live with some of those totals. Uh, what really hurt him, though, is the 49ers stack that he has Brock Purdy, Brandon Ayuk. I said it on the previous pod Cleveland's defense is not to be messed with. And that was the case again today against the or on Sunday against the 49ers. And they only combined for a little over 20 points, which is not going to get it done. Mm. For Anthony, when we go kind of look at his side, he had uh, just a bit more ceiling games from some guys that you, you know, come to expect that from. Travis Kelsey had a really good game starting off. On Thursday night football against Denver, 21 points there and 930 in London over, you know, across the way. You had Lamar Jackson and Zay Flowers. They combined 
uh, for almost 40, which is also a really good start yeah. for Anthony. Zay Flowers breakout I, game there. You like to, you love to see eight targets. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He led the team in targets and seems to be a go-to weapon for Lamar Jackson. Mixon, McCaffrey, Cooper, they were okay, but you know they had some floor games, nothing that would really kill you. Really hope CMC comes back soon for Anthony. That's a big yikes there with the ribs and a weak injury that he suffered during the game. But at the end of the day, this game did technically come down to the Monday night contest and some heavy hitters on both teams. Tony Pollard was left for Don Keenan Allen for Anthony and Anthony had a slight lead over Don going into Monday night football. So really it was like Keenan Allen needs to get hurt and Tony Pollard needs to have the type of game he had. But unfortunately Keenan Allen is too powerful of a weapon. (laughs) Yeah. Too powerful of a weapon helped Anthony pull away from the pack. Eyeball emojis on Elijah Mitchell if CMC yep. misses anytime. Yep. He does have him kind of waiting in the wing there. Uh, so, you know, a respectable performance from Anthony. He puts up 131 points. That's going to get it done most weeks. Really the only big critique that I see for him is I just don't understand why you choose to start Jerry Judy. There's so many better options on the bench. Uh, that was just an interesting choice anthony's been a big jerry judy guy for a long time like he He really has he loves some jerry judy which he probably loves jerry judy as much as i like you know unreasonably loved like brian edwards for a long time you know maybe (laughs) that's just his guy i don't know but is he in the league hold on i gotta look him up the last that name (laughs) can we get a brian brian edwards check please um he's a he's a free agent oh last i checked he was a oh who'd he get picked up by because he, he went, don't tell me, he went, he got drafted by the Raiders, then he went to uh-huh. the Saints, right? There's the, there's actually a couple of teams. So he went to, from the Raiders and then to the Falcons? Yes. To the Saints? Nope, one more team before that. Oh my God. Uh, I don't know. Who'd he go? For literally a month, he was on the Chiefs. <laughs> oh, how did I not hear about that? I would have been like... Got- Pat Mahomes has his wide receiver. <laughs> He's so here. it was it was November 28th of 2022 and then he got released on January 4th, 2023. Oh. How did I not know that? Oh, I would have been I would have been jumping doing backflips if I heard Brian Edwards went to the Chiefs. It's like Andy Reid knows talent, baby. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, and and then he got waived from the Saints on August 22nd, 2023, so he is a free agent. Chris Ballard, call him up, baby. Brian Edwards Colt, to the Colts. Colts. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Better than Jerry Judy, who I guess we've been talking to. How about that full circle? You like that? Um, yeah, Pretty wild. I agree, especially when you have – I know Ramondre Stevenson hasn't been great this year, um, but, I mean – I Juicy think- matchup, though, you know? Yeah, he did have a really good matchup, so you would think that, but obviously we are picking at a team that won by 21 points. So congrats to Anthony moving to 6-0 and while Don falls to 2-4 and and put a point in the column for the Chipotle division. The good guys. Let's go. Let's move on to the next matchup. This was a big one, man. We had 
Mr. Aaron Hunt, representing the Chipotle division in the Chipotle Cadoba Classic, coming into this one at four and two, taking on Tim, maybe the most unluckiest guy in the league right now, and close but no Jamar, coming in at a surprising one and four, and coming in, we thought, you know, there's some light on the horizon for Tim, right? Jonathan Taylor potentially getting ramped up. It looks like Pacheco's taking over the backfield, and obviously Jamar Chase coming off his really big week. Um, was hoping to get maybe a bounce-back game here. But unfortunately, this ended up being the biggest blowout of the week. Mwah, mwah, mwah. As Aaron wins 162 to 115. And really, this was like a this was a weird game to me, simply because if you look at the individual scores, it doesn't necessarily feel like the biggest, biggest blowout of the week, in my opinion. Both sides had one guy just totally dud, right? So... For Aaron, Devontae Adams putting up four points. You don't want to see that. And then for Tim, maybe as expected, <laughs> Logan Thomas. I think he was a good start. I would have started him as well. But one point, you don't love to see that. But the thing is, with for, ev- for Tim, everybody else played fine, right? Like Pacheco with 15, Jonathan Taylor getting up to, I think it was 42% of snaps up from 23 uh, the week before. So he's starting to ramp up. You know, 10 from Matt Metcalf, 14 from Jamar Chase, 13 from Chris Godwin. It's like, these are good numbers, you know, and mm-hmm. 115 is a respectable total. But unfortunately, you're facing an elite team in Aaron with a guy named Raheem Mostert right now, which there is, hey. there is not a running back that scares me more in fantasy football not named Christian McCaffrey than Raheem Mostert whenever he's by himself. Like, he's, he's going to get three touchdowns a game. When you combine the Miami Dolphins offense and the fact that, you know, you get Salvin Ahmed behind him, that leads to 61% of the snaps for Raheem Mostert last week. He just is feasting. And I don't know what he did to, like, put all of his knee issues on Devon Achan. We should probably investigate that. How did the 31-year-old guy not go out with the injury that he always has every year? I don't know. (laughs) But we should investigate. Because this should be Devon A. Chan's backfield. Anyway, um, yeah, Raheem Mostert, when he's in the situation he is, he is the RB1 in fantasy football. I'm not even, like, lying. He's the RB2 right now, but whenever he plays alone, he is the RB1. I don't understand or know anybody else you would want outside of him. Tyreek Hill, duh. Amon Ra, I know Aaron probably loves to see that. Coming off his biggest performance of the season, coming off an injury, in, in addition to that, and we had an interesting decision for Aaron here on the second flex spot. You know, you got Saquon Barkley, you got Tyler Lockett, you had T. Higgins as an option. We decided to roll with Dallas Goddard in addition to Mark Andrews in that second flex spot. He puts up nine points, five catches, 42 yards. I'm assuming that was more of a safe, a safer pick for you, Aaron, considering the injuries to Saquon, T. Higgins. Yeah, I mean, Saquon literally up until game time was questionable and wasn't really sure whether he was going to play or not. T. Higgins coming off of an injury. Honestly, both of those were not really choices I had to make. It was really between Goddard or Lockett. And for me, just trying to ride the momentum of what Dallas Goddard did last week. And uh, the Jets are not very good guarding the tight ends. So thought that it would be, you know, a game where he could maybe get some points. And he he did. Yeah, to be fair, but uh, yeah. yeah, definitely not not as much as Lockett. So similar to the Jerry Judy thing with Anthony, you end up winning, so it doesn't really cost you at all. Saquon Barkley did look good on his return, so that's encouraging to see. I will mention this just because I know Tim is probably listening and will want me to mention this. 
Another defense pops off on Tim here. 16 points from the Kansas City Chiefs defense against the Denver Broncos. You know, in our free time, we should just add up all of the defensive scores that have happened against Tim because I'm sure it would make anybody a very sad fantasy football player. Like I said, Tim, we say it every week, and he's been trending in that direction. Brighter days are ahead. <laughs> But you're one in five. You have now by far the biggest points against in the league. And like I said, you fall to one in five, hoping to get on off the schneid here soon. And Aaron improves to four and two and chalk that up to another point from the Chipotle division. Any uh any encouraging words for Tim here, Aaron? Man, it's it's just tough. Encur- encouraging been- words. Encouraging. True. Okay. Well, I think the silver lining (laughs) is you've got some guys that can win you weeks and averages do come to become what they are, which is averages. And I think it'll average out where Tim is going to start getting some wins and play some, you know, people that aren't going to just go off on him every week. It's bound to happen. There's been plenty of teams that have made the playoffs starting one and five. So I wouldn't lose hope at one and five. I think this next week against Hayden is a huge week to, you know, kind of a get right game. And then I think the schedule softens a little bit for him. So don't lose uh, too much hope just yet. All right. Well, let's move on to our next matchup in the Cadoba Chipotle Classic. For those counting at home, it's 2 0 to Chipotle currently. We have Steven and Mount Passmore coming into this one at three and two, representing the Cadoba division, playing Clayton. Always frisky, the Red Rocket representing the Chipotle division at one and four. And Chris, before we start, you don't have Sleeper up, right, currently? I don't. Okay, so don't pull it up because we're going to oh. play a game with Steven's team. Oh, no. I love it's gonna be the R- It's going to be the RB carousel, but we'll get to that in a second. Let's do it. So first, though, looking at Clayton's side, Zach Moss. Dog. dog. Drake London, dog. Nico Collins, dog. I mean, my guy Clayton, as opposed to previous years, has some players this year that if I'm playing him, they strike some fear in me a little bit. They strike some fear in the opposition. And even Joey B had a solid performance yet again. I think he's finally getting his legs under him. I was even watching some highlights. He looks more like himself. He's able to move around better and, they honestly should have just let him rest for a month. And probably at that point, just, you know, roll with it. But uh, nonetheless, it's encouraging to kind of see some of those guys playing well. Moss had 18 points. Drake London had 21 and a half. Nico Collins had 12. I mean, you'll take those point totals all day from those guys. And where it just really hurts. Clayton typically and he gets killed every week is after you get past Nico that's where you got Cole Komet which to his credit has had a couple of really good weeks I think his stat line would probably look better if Justin Fields didn't get hurt yeah uh which is really unfortunate but then you know KJ Osborne you, you think hey Justin Jefferson's out KJ Osborne could be potentially the wide receiver one Looks like Jordan Addison is kind of that guy instead, <laughs> which really means KJ is more of a floor play. So you get eight out of him. 
Elijah Moore against a really tough San Francisco defense. He only got seven out of him. Just not a ton of double-digit point totals that you really need in order to win yourself a week. And Damian Pierce also didn't do him any favors at three points. That, that's been a disappointing storyline all year. His last three point totals have been 12 and then nine and then three and now he's on buy so it's just appears to get worse and worse sure snap percentage of 33 percent this past week don't love that and that was a pretty positive game script too i mean he they were up on the saints for most of that game yeah so hopefully some of those guys can turn around for clayton because if they do and they do show out i mean clayton is Capable of getting above 100 points. I told you, but he's frisky. He's frisky. Man. He is. He is very much frisky. Depending on the week, depending on the matchups, and of course, you get the frisky guy in the Chipotle division. We just can't catch a freaking break, <laughs> right? I know it's a bloodbath, like we always say. On Steven's side, Chris, it is time to play the RB carousel. Let's do Who it. Who did Steven start at running back? We already cleared that you're not looking at sleeper, so you don't know in real time. Right. Here are the nominees. Latavius Murray, Dalvin Cook, Samaj P. Run, Jarek McKinnon, Chase Brown, and C.E.H. You got to pick two of those. Who he actually started. Um, I'm going to go with Latavius Murray and P. Ryan. You would be correct. Let's go. Hey. How about your boy? Combined for five points this week. Five points. It gets just uglier <laughs> by the week. That, oh, no. I mean, that's not just pooping the pants. That's a straight sh- you sharded. Yeah, dude, you just sharded everywhere. That will just not get it done most weeks. Uh, but. Steven's team, the DNA of his team, the core of why he is four and two is that wide receiver duo of Diggs and Brown. Sure. They carry him every week combined for 40 points yet again. Ingram and Kirk had a good week combining for 25. And honestly, Jacoby Myers, I think, is my favorite flex player in the league. Like just the definition of who you would want in a flex spot. He's going to get you. 15 to 20 and has the capability for more. Yeah. You know? he's Great. Yeah. So love to see that. I really like Steven's team outside of this, this running back situation. Um, but bottom line, Steven passed a hundred points and typically that's the standard of what you need against Clayton. The final score, Steven one sixteen to Clayton's 98. And there you have it. Congrats to Steven, the running back core that is probably offensive calling it a running back core. He survives another week. I am just, I'm waiting for him to be exposed by a really good team, which I have a funny feeling might happen next week. We will uh, get into that later in the show, but as of now, we are going to move on. Oh, and by the way, that was the first point for the Cadoba division and the Cadoba Chipotle Classic, so congrats to them. Let's move on to our next matchup. It was Zach and Brees Lightning still seeking that first win, coming into this one at 0-5, taking on 
Hayden and Tua Infinity and Bijan at two and three from the Chipotle division. And I just got done talking about the biggest blowout of the week. How about the closest game of the week? Hayden survives a scare in this one. He comes out on top 114 to 107. And it's looking like Zach's maximum points he can possibly put up is 107 since he also got 107 in points last week. And that was the first time he's broken triple digits. So it looks like the bar to beat Zach is 107 points. Um, And obviously, you know, in our group chat, Zach was complaining about not setting the right lineup. And I get it. I I guess. I mean, he's maybe looking at golf over Stroud, but you're not starting golf over Stroud on the road. I know they both had tough matchups, but like I would have started Stroud there personally. I don't know about you, but like. Goff's home yeah. splits are pretty bad. I would have started Stroud there. I also would have went with Stroud. All right. And I guess you could make the arguments for Wandale Robinson and Josh Downs over Rashi Rice and um, Josh Reynolds. Like, I, I guess you could make that argument. Those are kind of toss-up ease. Um, but no, there's nothing too blatant here. You know, I don't think there's like an obvious lineup decision he should have made that would have got him over the hump and even if he would have put in like a Josh Downs over one of them or a Wandale Robinson over one of them that still wouldn't have been enough to make up that seven point difference so I don't think there's a huge outcrying of you know Zach can't set the right lineup out there I think I think uh no matter what changes he would have made he probably still would have got the L but Brees Hall is good so that's good. Yeah. He's bad. Yeah, he's really good. <laughs> yep. He was Well, and he wasn't even he wasn't even that efficient either. Like the Eagles stuffed him, but he ha- he got so much receiving volume. 5 catches, 54 yards. He is the Jets offense going forward as far as we are concerned. You love to see 68% of the snaps. Last week he finished as the RB3, this week as the RB4. Have fun with Brees Hall. Man, if I'm Zach, it's it is so tempting just to go out there and get two firsts for him, two firsts and a piece. Oh, that's so tempting, especially in 2024 if you can. I'd be thinking yeah, about it. That's just me. Needs that draft capital, but I would. I be mean, thinking about it. He's the second best running back in dynasty, in I my opinion. So. I think so. Yeah, I would put that up there. Um, and then. For Zach, I mean, Madison and Robinson are really the only other two people that excite you on his team. 13 and 11, respectively, you know, kind of meh guys from, or meh production from meh guys, in my opinion. You're not really expecting either of them to win you a week. As for Hayden, you win who you win, all right? Yep, yep. (laughs) You win who you win. Take it. You'll take it. Honestly, you're happy with the win, but you're not really happy, I think, with 114 points because this week, that's the least amount of points that got a victory, and um, 114 is not going to do it against the upper echelon of of the league where I think he wants to be. I will eat dirt, though. You don't hear this a lot from different fantasy people, but I will eat dirt. Travis Etienne is the freaking man. Good Mm -hmm. God. 23 points. Aaron, you want to guess what running back like ranking he is um i'm going to go with the rb5 he is the rb3 in fantasy football <laughs> yeah dude wow. my man is out here balling he took care of our beloved colts 
Colt, go Colts. That was unfortunate. Um, so he loves that, and Bijan's probably only going to get better. Jalen Waddle starting to tick up a little bit. Um, the targets are going up. The catches are going up for him every week, so we're hoping that he can continue to get better. Although the concerns with Hayden's rosters, obviously the tight end position. I know Pat Fryermuth was on bye this week, but like one catch seven yards from Hunter Henry is not going to cut it. And even when Pat Fryermuth gets back, he has not looked fantastic. Debo's health, I mean, we've he had a healthy year last year, but like he's always kind of had those health issues. So it seems every game he's almost getting, you know, nicked up all the time. They said the last injury he sustained should not be too long, but that's got to be a concern. Puka, I'm not concerned. I got, I kind of got, I kind of got my eyeballs on it a little bit. But I mean, we have seen Cooper Cup just absolutely absorb every possible target in this offense before. And I know I last week I called Puka Robert Woods, which I still think that is the case. But um, you know, I think you can expect some of these weeks going forward with Puka four catches, twenty six yards, um, and then Hayden. Let I, I'll just finish up here. Hayden is not bad. Okay. Yeah. I'm just not yeah. sure if he's quite sniffing the top tier just yet. One last thing from his roster. If you're Hayden and somebody were to come to you with a first round pick in 2025 for Quentin Johnson, do you take it? Smash accept. Smash it. What about a second? Depends on the okay. second. If All it's right. an if it's an I was early, wondering if it's what your value was. If it's an early to mid, I'm still smashing. If it's a late second, I'm probably thinking more about it. It's, it's more close at that point. Yeah. But I've been saying this from the start. You can you check were, the receipts. You were not a Quentin Johnston guy. I was not a Quentin Johnston guy. He, I thought the dude sucked at football. And I think I'm being proven right, at least in his rookie season. Because he's a body catcher. And really, he's just body a straight catcher. line. Straight line route guy doesn't have the route tree in his arsenal. Can't get separation. If you're going to be a guy that just goes up top and jumps and catches passes like Mike Williams, you have to be the elite of the elite in order to have success. And he's just not two straight weeks where Zach almost pulls off an upset, but he just can't get it done. He will fall to zero and six in the Cadoba division while Hayden puts another point on the board for the Chipotle division and he moves to three and three. Let's get on to our last hey, Chris. Week. Can I, can I interrupt real quick before we get to the game of the week? What's popping? I just, I, I literally just got an alert of someone who signed with the Eagles and you're never going to guess who signed. Oh, I saw Julio Jones did earlier. Yeah. Yeah, man. Welcome what? back. Julio Jones from the dead, man. Yeah, I know. Clayton's about to go pick him up. He had him on his roster for a long time. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? Hey. Oh, uh, wild. I, I just had to bring that up because that, that was just random to me. Yeah, biggest news of the day. All right, let's get into our final matchup from week six. I called it before. Actually, you know what? I'll just, I'll just start, the mu- I'll start the music right now. I called it before the matchup of good versus evil. Mother Teresa versus Hitler. Aaron, take it away. This game was absolutely bananas. Let's go. In every sense of the word, Stretch was the early favorite in this one, but Chris simply would not go away. Kyron Williams with a 21. Alvin Kamara with a 17. Calvin Ridley had a dud, unfortunately, with a six. DJ Moore with the Justin Fields injury 
was literally just obliterated when it came to his value. Hawk had 11, but your boy Cooper Cup. He is so He bad. is so good at football, and he is so back. 28 points for the kid. Thank you, Stretch. Like he never left, Stretch gave him to Chris for literally crumbs, in my opinion, and <laughs> you're reaping the rewards of that. Take that, Stretch, in your face. And then we move over to Stretch's side. Some really solid performances from the likes of Kenneth Walker with 18. Adam Thielen in the early Good slate God. with 28 and a half. He says, take that back. I don't need Cooper Cup. I've got, I got a feeling I got a that feeling. I'm trying to win this game. And he had other guys also helping him too. Even despite Dave Montgomery getting hurt, Ugh. only a three-point performance. Sam Laporta had a calf injury, seven points from him. Devontae Smith said, give me that ball. <laughs> and he just drops every single ball. <laughs> 9.4 on 11 targets. That's booty cheeks. Sam Howell was his second highest score in yeah. the early slate. This game was all stretch at the, at the early slate, man. At one point, an 80% chance of victory on stretches end. But Chris said, not so fast, my friend. I've got a guy named Josh Allen. Hoorah. And going into, going into that game, we're down how many points, Chris? Like five? Uh yeah, I was I, th I think I was down seven. You're down seven, and you were sweating. I was. <laughs> I think he had four it, at halftime, or like three. Yeah, it came down to basically going into the fourth quarter when you secured the victory. We felt like, man, this could be a game where Stretch just unfortunately comes out of victorious because he always does in these kind of games. But you laid the hammer down and said, not today. Here's your first L. You're facing a real team. <laughs> it's in the mail. Good luck. Final score in this one was Team Fairlife 129 to Walker. Hardly huh? lower. 118. Chris, it's got to feel great to get the four and two. I know Stretch is waiting for it. I had to do it. Just you have to relish in this. Absolutely. Oh, evil has been defeated. One less dark force is gone as you eradicated from this earth. That dark force <laughs> being Stretch's undefeated season. It's gone. Also, a big point for the Chipotle division and the Chipotle Cadoba Classic. Just stamping our authority on Cadoba. Not only is Chipotle better in real life, but also in fantasy football. Just, Went four and one this week. That's right. Just uh, I will I will say I have to apologize to Sam Howell. He finished as the QB one on the week. If you didn't see, <laughs> pretty wild. I did see that. So I got yeah. I got to apologize to my boy. Um, but yeah, pretty bad week for quarterbacks. It was. I had to fight for it, man. Like you said, I, I had to fight for it. He definitely had me in the first half. Um, you know, whenever I saw Adam Thielen put up 28 and Ken Walker, just every single time I looked at the red zone, it seemed like they were in the uh, they were in the red zone, the Seahawks, that is. So um, but really, really proud of Kyron Williams. Um, go actually going into the final game, going into the four o'clock games. I was down by a lot and I was thinking, who gives me a more pop, Kyron Williams or DeAndre Swift? I was kind of debating between them. Glad I stuck with Kyron, although it looks like he got injured. So we'll have to deal with that. But 
Um, yeah, big win for me. Moved to four and two. My only losses this year are to you and Anthony, so I'll take that. And stretch falls to five and one. That was your week six review. Um, good set of games. Good set of games. A lot of close ones. Not any big blowouts. Um, I am very excited for next week and what that has to offer. But before we get into that, let's get into some power rankings. It's been a bit. Are you ready, sir? I am ready. Let's roll into it, brother. And we have your week six power rankings. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Deck. Week three was the last time that the gang got together, put our heads together, and said, hey, here are the (laughs) list of teams one through ten that we feel like are uh, ranked accordingly. Let's do it. And so we have a few weeks. Let's see how they have changed or maybe not changed. We shall see. In the tenth spot, we have Brees Lightning. All right. And Zach. In ninth, we have Clayton and the Red Rocket. How about it? We like that. We like to see the Red Rocket rocking it up. Yes, sir. So they're staying the same since three weeks ago? They are the same. Gotcha. Yep. Staying the same. And also staying the same is in Jigbo's in Paris and Dawn. Okay. Staying the same in seventh is close, but no Jamar. I thought he'd be higher in week three. Wow. He was not. All right. He was not. All right. In sixth place, we have Steven and Mount Passmore. Same spot? Same spot. Jeez, we're pretty good at this, man. Just kidding. (laughs) Yep. In fifth, Tua, Infinity, and Bijan. Hayden, same spot. All right. In fourth. Walker, hardly know her. We have a little bit of movement. Down ha, one. Ha, 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 ha. Who, 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 what's that mean? Who's above him? Aha. That would mean that Team Fairlife That's right. is awesome. coming in third, moving up a spot from the last time we did the power rankings. In second, we have Anthony and Team Uninspired. Youth staying the same from last time. And then in first place, money signs, baby. Oh my god! Okay, stop. We we got you, boy. Let Russ microwave the disrespect. You in are first. four and two. He is six and zero, oh, undefeated. He is like, what does a brother gotta do? I mean, he's just. I guess. I mean, he's so used to finishing in second that he's just always gonna be second in the power rankings too. I don't know what it is. Well, sorry, Anthony, I think that it's, was mean. it's I, I I really like Anthony's team, but he's he's struggling with some injuries right now. I mean, Je- Justin Jefferson, that's a huge loss. It is. I and mean, that's like is. the the best dynasty asset you can have, most likely. Um, And then um, myself, you know, I had some losses because I was crippled for a few weeks. Anthony beat me fair and square. I was pretty healthy against him. He just. Happened to beat me because I didn't start Mark Andrews, which is on me. But that is your week six power rankings. Chris, any any last thoughts on uh, some of the small movement we saw? I don't think so. Um, and I think 
I mean, we do this every week, but I think the tears are becoming more and more evident as we continue to go through this season. I mean, Clayton and Zach, that's a tear. We have agreed that Don is his own tear. We think Tim and Steven are their own tier. Then you're probably looking at the biggest tier, I would say, when you look at Hayden, me, Stretch. I would say that's a tier in all likelihood. And then I think you and Anthony are in your own tier. I feel like that's that's pretty easy. Would you agree? The only thing I would change is I, I I don't feel like Hayden's in your tier, you and Stretch. I don't think so. Okay. I think he I think he's a little bit below you guys. So in his own tier, or would you put him in the Steven Tim tier? I think in his own tier. All right. Yep. Yep. Well, there you have it. Let us know your thoughts, your rankings, your tiers, your actual like ranking tiers, not like your actual tiers. Like a lot of Colts fans. Yeah, are don't we, don't cry. Don't Colt, cry. go Colts. When Jim Mersey said that Anthony Richardson is quote probably done for the season, that stinks. We can never have nice things, dude. Never. We, we never can't have nice things. Anthony Richardson was so much fun. I was having I was having so much fun, and now it's just gone. It's taken away from me. As an Indiana yeah. resident, we don't have a lot of things going for us here. All right, we got corn. We got race cars. We have obesity. Obesity. Like, give us something cool. No, but you take Anthony Richardson away. We have the Pacers. They're kind of fine. I mean, Tyrese Halliburton, we don't deserve him. He's going to get traded next year. He's too good. Probably. He's too nice. The basketball gods are going to look at Tyrese and be like, what are you doing in Indiana? He's <laughs> too nice. You're too good. you got to get you out of here. <laughs> All right, that's my Anthony Richardson rant for you. Uh, a big reason to wipe away your tears is if you just have drowning in dollar bills, which we're going to help you do in the This League Guarantee. The This League Guarantee. I can feel it. I can feel it in my chest, Aaron, this week. And not just because it's just us two. And we've both been pretty hot, especially you, on betting. I think you've gotten three straight now, four straight. I think three. Three straight? If I, yeah, and if gotten, I. And I've gotten two of the last three. So if it's just us two putting our brains together, surely this league can ride, come together, and get a good bet going. Last week, Aaron got Adam Thielen over five and a half catches. That seems really easy. Yes, sir. Hindsight. 11, baby. He had 11. Calvin really disappointed me, man. I'm sure we'll get into him more, kind of his his status and fantasy, but did not hit that 59.5 over yard mark against our Indianapolis Colts. Colt, go Colts. Unfortunately. And Stretch the Seahawks bet. Stretch just sucks. What do you expect? Why do we even let him in on the this league guarantee? You know, plus three. Was he close, though? Was he close? Uh, I think he was close. Was he? Yeah, it was set. It was seventeen thirteen Bengals. <laughs> okay, so he was close. <laughs> he, he was very close. <laughs> he was close. I'll give it to him. But we have a fresh new parlay for you this week, and Aaron, I am liking these quite a bit. We will start off with you. We're going back to the traditional game lines this week. No more fun little player props that we've been pretty good at. But we're going back to the straight game lines. What is the first leg of this week's guarantee? Honestly, I'm a little nervous pivoting away from the player props because we have had a lot of success with it. But 
I really like San Francisco 49ers minus six and a half versus the Minnesota Vikings on Monday night football. I think the 49ers are going to be like bats out of hell, just motivated for this game. unlike like any one. other after the showing that they displayed last week, quick fun fact, Kyle Shanahan is one and eight all time against Jim Schwartz led defenses, Ooh. which just Jim Schwartz has his number for whatever reason. They have it, have it figured out. Good stat. But that. not not a lot of teams have that uh, figured out. And I think that Brock Purdy is going to be motivated to you know, say, hey, I had a bad game, but that doesn't define who I am. And I think that this line will be an absolute steal, especially if CMC and Debo are healthy enough to play. I think if you snag it, you know, today before some of that news is released and they say that they're a full go, I think this line will go up if they decide to play. Mm -hmm. So probably snag this earlier than later. And we all know that Kirk Cousins in prime time is absolute (laughs) sheets. Let's go back to the roots here. Kirk Cousins prime time. And it ain't going to be good. Is this the Monday night game? It is. Gotcha. And JJ is still out, which that team – their offense looked way different when he wasn't on the field. We thought, oh, you know, Kirk will still throw it around the yard. He's still going to look good. He struggled against the Bears. So I think you got to smash this spread and look for the 49ers, although they're on the road, to get back on track in a big way. I like it. And our, the other leg of the guarantee, just call this guarantee the bounce back dogs of the week because I am heading up to New England and I am taking the Bills minus nine against the Patriots. Aaron, let me tell you something. Here are the last five times that the Bills and Patriots have faced off. Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. Bills win by 12. Bills win by 14. Bills win by 30. And the Pats, hey, they got one. They got one. They won by four. But before that, the Bills won by 29 points. (laughs) So that tells you the four out of the last five times these teams have played, they have more than covered the minus nine line they have. And Aaron, I can honestly say, yeah, the Bills may not have been or may not be as good as they were in some of those games now. But the Patriots, good God, man, they are they are bad. They are really bad. They are way worse coming into this matchup than they were in any of the previous matchups. I guarantee it. And to your point against the 49ers, the Bills are coming off an ugly game looking to bounce back in a big way, almost losing to the Tyrod Taylor-led Giants last week. I think as a really big wake-up call for them. I expect Josh Allen to come out firing like he always does against the Patriots, and I expect the Bills to cover this Fairly easy, minus nine. It's like a one o'clock game. You know, if it was prime time, maybe, but like I can just see this getting out of hand pretty quick. It's going to be that game on red zone you forget is on. And then whenever Scott Hansen switches to it, it's going to be like, oh my God, the Bills are up 31 to three. That's what this game is going to be. Bills minus nine. That's what we're rolling with. I like it, man. I really do. The Patriots have sucked so bad this year. They're getting dominated by most teams 
they're an absolute atrocity on offense. I don't know what is going on there. So yeah, I like it. It's bad. That parlay gets you to plus two fifty. So ten bucks will win you a cool thirty five. Go get one of those fancy little parlay promos that are always hanging out out there and go make it even better baby because you're gonna want to get in on this one it's me it's aaron we've been hot this league guarantee is one of the ones in previous history that i guarantee besides legally obligated that this will hit let's get on to the week seven preview broncos country let's ride I still have Bag Hay in my in my head. What's his first name? The Bears backup quarterback. Is it Tyler or Tyler. Tyson? Tyson. Tyson. <laughs> it's bad. We get into football and we don't even know this guy. When he came in, I was like, "Who is this?" Um, yeah, Tyson Baggett. Baggett. Bag Hay. Bag Hay. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Week seven. Way. We're approaching the halfway point of the regular season. Yeah. Already. I'm not ready to be done playing yet. Ugh. Know, but week man. seven, man. After this season, we will be halfway. If you need to start winning, you need to start winning now. If you are win now, this is when the trades happen. This is where wins got to start going. This is where a lot of answers have been answered about a lot of different teams. You know, we thought maybe Dawn had a shot of making, making a push this year. Probably not this year, man. You know, you're sitting at Two and four, might want to call it quits. Somebody like Tim, obviously, is somebody we're looking at of what's his move going to be. So we are in the nitty-gritty now. And, of course, we are also in week two of the Chipotle Cadoba Classic. Chipotle up 4-1 after the first week. So certainly Cadoba has a hill to climb out of there. When it comes to bye weeks, we welcome back the Packers and the Steelers. And week seven brings the one of the two weeks where you have, what is that, six teams on by. We say goodbye Yikes. to the Panthers, the Bengals, the Cowboys, the Texans, the Jets, the Titans. That is a lot of teams, my friend, and a lot of important players to a lot of important rosters. Quick pickums update before we get into these matchups. Through six weeks, it is Tim, the baby man. Still with a three-game lead, he is 25-5 and five despite going 4-1 and one last week. And me and Aaron still in a dead heat at 22-8 and eight after going perfect last week. And I said it in, or I said it earlier in the show, but we have some disagreement this week. And I'm really looking forward to getting into it. Let's start it off with our first matchup. Representing the Chipotle division, it is Aaron and Let Russ Microwave at 4-2 and two, taking on another 4-2 and two team. From the Cadoba division, it is Steven. It is Mount Passmore. And my first thought of this game is it is an absolute prove-it game for Steven here. He has two straight wins. None of them were sexy, and none of them were really against what I would call upper echelon teams, right? You know, he's been getting by with his running back core, if you want to call it it. This is a prove-it game. The lineups are set, and Sleeper is giving Aaron a 62% chance of victory when it comes to bye week. Aaron loses T. Higgins, but he probably wouldn't play him anyway, so there's no real bye week impact there. And as for Steven, no real bye week impacts as well, unless you part of the running back carousel. You wanted to throw Dalvin Cook in there. Can't do it this week. He is on bye. Will Steven's wide receivers allow him to compete 
against one of the elite teams in this league. Typically, we just highlight A.J. Brown and Stephon Diggs, who are wide receivers 7 and 2, respectively. So that's certainly nothing to sleep on. But I don't think we should sleep on, we already mentioned it earlier, the wide receiver 16 Christian Kirk and the wide receiver 15 Jacoby Myers. Like Aaron said earlier, the perfect flex plays if you are even a competing team. Um, so they've been keeping Steven afloat here. But unfortunately for Steven, he is facing, maybe, since the first time since week one, a full-strength Let Russ Microwave team. You don't see any injury designations anywhere that worry you, maybe except for Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. But Eckler and Barkley, no injury designations. Amon Ross St. Brown, no injury designation. And I'm even going to throw Raheem Mostert in there because his injury is one of is Devon Achan coming back, and he's that's not happening. So even against a tough Philadelphia front, I still expect Raheem Mostert to easily finish as a running back one this week. Um, and don't get me wrong, Steven has the better matchups here. You know, when you look at Aaron, you know, Barkley running against the Commanders, you don't love that. Tyreek Hill going up against Philly, which have had a struggling secondary. Um, but then you got, you know, Raheem Mostert, like I mentioned, running against Philly in that same matchup. But really, you don't even have to look at the matchups because Aaron's going to win. And I think this is finally the week that A.J. Dillon and Latavius Murray, who are currently starting for Steven, get exposed. This is where Steven will see that when the playoffs come, if you make it, looking like you will, congratulations. But if you make it, these are the teams you're going to start playing, and he's going to learn the hard way that you will not win with A.J. Dillon and Latavius Murray when you play the elite teams in the league. No real lineup decisions on either side anyway, or for me here either. So I am going with Aaron. I expect you to win this one actually pretty easily. I'm also picking myself. I love the fact that my starting RBs are back and healthy for the first time and what feels like forever. I think technically week one. So love to see that. Hopefully Devontae can get back on track. He's been a little slow with the shoulder ailment that he's been dealing with, but up and down the board, I think as long as I just have Trevor Lawrence stay healthy for that game on Thursday night, I like my chances pretty good against Steven. I would really, you know, I think he could hang with me if he just had respectable running backs, but he just doesn't, man. And an underrated thing about this game is that he has Evan Ingram and Christian Kirk, and I've got Trevor Lawrence to kind of cancel out any touchdowns that either of them get. So if they have a good game, then Trevor Lawrence probably had a good game. So. That makes sense. That Sunday night football game is going to be fun for the two of you. You got Tyreek Hill on one side, A.J. Brown on the other side. That is going to be fun no matter who has the ball. Let's get into our next. You're, you're taking yourself, by the way, Aaron. I am. I'm taking myself. Gotcha. Tim's picks have not come in yet, but we will be sure to update you all via the pickums in later weeks to let you know who he chooses. Let's get into the next matchup. It is Zach representing the Cadoba division. Coming into this one at 0-6, taking on Clayton from the Chipotle division at 1-5 with the Red Rocket. This this should be a fun game. I'm looking forward to this one. I am too. I am too. Sleeper has Clayton 
with a Let's 71% go. chance of victory. Love that. So, soak that in, Clayton, because you don't hear that about your team very often. But, guys, I'm a realist, so let's just get to the nitty-gritty. <laughs> oh, brother, these teams stink. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> which is Which is the stinkier team, though, is the real question that we are going to find out. Can Zach snap his winless streak? He is looking for his first dub of the season, and I genuinely don't think he will win this week mm. against Clayton. He quite literally can't field a lineup as it stands. The guys on his roster, based off of buys and injuries, cannot give him a starting lineup. I don't believe he if has, I'm he looking has at it correctly. Jaleel McLaughlin, who could come in for Brees Hall, and which, by the way, uh, Zach losing CJ Stroud and Brees Hall this week, uh, while Clayton will be losing Joe Burrow, Damian Pierce, Nico Collins. So Clayton taking a hit this week with buys. He sure is. I guess Jaleel McLaughlin could technically be started, but I still see him as a backup. So it's like you're risking potentially a zero there. So just uh, I think Zach's going to be really hitting the waiver wire pretty hard this week, just in light of some of these buys that he's got going on. Um, But, you know, Clayton's lineup, as you mentioned, doesn't inspire a ton of confidence either due to some of the buys that he is facing, but he at least has some guys who can score some points and get more towards those ceiling type plays. I mean, Zach Moss don't fix what's not broken, you know, just keep riding Zach Moss until JT gets back up to speed, which could happen as early as this week. But as long as Zach Moss is looking the way he is, I think you still put him in your lineup. Drake London, as of late, has had some really good output. And, you know, he has some other guys that are capable, too. I do really like some guys on Zach's side, however. I Rasheed Rice, eyeball emojis on him. He's been looking really good with limited volume thrown his way. And then, of course, in the flex spots, I do enjoy seeing Javante Williams and Brian Robinson and, and those very solid options always to be able to put them out there. You know they're going to get the volume. It's just a matter of can they capitalize on it. But for the simple fact that there's a lot of buys for key players on Zach's side, a.k.a. Brees Hall, I think he's just so key to Zach <laughs> yeah, be, a lot of having buys a chance. That being Brees Hall. <laughs> he is so key to him having a chance to winning. I, I'm going with Clayton in this one. I think Clayton gets a second win of the season, even with some shaky starts. Jordan Love, Tyler Algier, don't love either of those, but I like some of the other guys in his lineup. And I think he has some guys on his bench that he can pivot to. And it's not going to be pretty. It's going to definitely be a low-scoring game, but I think he can edge out Zach. Dude, this matchup is so hard. Like, even while you're talking, I'm sitting here being like, ugh. Like, this is a really nasty matchup. You know what else is nasty about this? The matchups. Like, in all of these games. I was like, well, Alexander Madison's playing the Niners. That's gross. But then Zach Moss is playing the Browns. That's really gross. And I was like, uh, but you know what? Josh Reynolds is playing Baltimore. That's not great. But then KJ Osborne's playing the Niners. I'm just... It's just nastiness everywhere. I 
I could, this is a toss up for me. This is an absolute toss up. I think to be contrarian to you, I'm going to go with Zach. I'm going to roll Zach. I like the Javante Jaleel, even if he plays both of them. You know, hopefully one of them falls into the end zone. I think you can do that against the Packers. I really like the Brian Robinson matchup with the Giants. I think he has the potential to kind of be the pop guy that he needs. Um, and then, I mean, because Tyler Algier for Clayton is also going against Tampa. So I just, it's, it's just kind of gross. All what's around. that? What's, what's the line on that app you found for this game? Uh, so the thing is about the app is it takes into account the sleeper projections. So the fact that Zach doesn't have a starting quarterback or a starting running back in his lineup right now, it would skew that. Um, Got it. But we will use that app in future ones, and I'll tell you guys about it if we do use it because it's a very cool tool. Um, so I'm actually switching my pick right now. I had Clayton down. I am going with Zach to get off the schneid. I hate betting against my my division partner, but I think Zach gets it done this week. You know, I think he falls into a W. It will be very interesting to see who Tim takes. Let's get in to the next matchup. And you might be thinking to yourself, surely this is the matchup to watch. It is a civil war. These guys, these gentlemen live together. No homo. Um, and it's a big game. Of course, I'm talking about the undefeated Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth coming into this one at 6-0, and taking on, coming off his first L to his arch nemesis. That has to burn. Stretch. And Walker, I hardly know her, at 5-1, and one, a matchup of two teams, both in the upper echelon of the division, 6-0 and o versus 5-1, and one, Sleeper giving Anthony a 60% chance of victory, or giving him a 60% chance of staying undefeated. And um, Anthony, when you look at bye weeks, he's going to have to deal with one major one, that being Joe Mixon on by. So you would assume that probably a Ramondre Stevenson comes in for that one. And as for stretch, he loses Adam Thielen. He loses Garrett Wilson. Aaron, guess what ranking Adam Thielen is on the season? Can you take a guess? Wide receiver what? I'm going to go the wide receiver six. He is the wide receiver three in fantasy oh football. Oh my gosh, dude. Yes. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. And then also I will say for stretch, he is losing David Montgomery to a fresh injury in all likelihood. I think Dan Campbell came out and said that he is expected to be out quote a while. So, um, and like we said, Anthony not losing anyone of real note, this game, all eyes on McCaffrey. And it stinks that that yep. game is on Monday night football. Cause as of right now, Anthony does not have any pivot options. So he's probably going to have to go to the waiver and look for a, I'd, I don't even know, like pick a backup on one of the Niners or the Vikings. I mean, I don't, I don't know who he would try to pivot to unless he wants to try to go out and get an Elijah Mitchell or Jordan Mason or something like that. So that yeah. is a very big conundrum for Anthony here going forward. Yeah. Does, he, does he risk it? Does he risk the zero? I mean, he might know come the afternoon games. Who knows? But uh, that is certainly something to watch in this matchup. And to make it even worse for Anthony, the core of Stretch's roster is really blessed with matchups this week. When you look at Josh Jacobs, he gets the Chicago Bears. When you look at Devonta Smith, 
he gets the Miami Dolphins. You got to love that if he can catch the ball to uh, Aaron's point. And when you look at Ken Walker, he gets the Cardinals. So you're expecting them all to be firing on all cylinders. And then don't look now, but Cortland Sutton, man, he has been sneaky consistent. Wide receiver 30 doesn't yeah. look good, but here are his totals throughout the year. 13, 11, 17, 11, 2, which is not good, and then 14. Like he's putting up low-end double digits, which you love to see as like a depth piece, as a stash piece, which obviously Stretch needs this week. But he is playing Keontae Ingram. I'm going to die, I'm going to throw up, and then I'm going to die. That is not good. He is bad at football. Do you know what that quote's from, by the way? I'm going to die. No, I don't. I'm going to throw up, then I'm going to die. Oh, it's the Grinch Uh -uh. for the real ones out there when he's on the sleigh. Oh, yeah, Yeah. dude. I should have known that. For the real ones out there, for the real ones. Um, but then you look at Anthony again. All eyes on McCaffrey there. But um, you expect his dogs to kind of keep doing it. Amari Cooper is probably going to get the wide receiver one treatment from the Colts. So you can probably expect really good numbers there. Keenan Allen against the Chiefs. I feel like he always performs against the Chiefs. So have fun with that. Travis Kelsey, he's going to be that guy. We're still rolling with Jerry Judy as we as we speak. I know we said that Ramondre Stevenson's probably the good pivot there. So, but you got to think that Stevenson probably comes in for Mixon. So we might be rolling Jerry Judy there. But may I say, hear me out. Check out Curtis Samuel on his bench, man. Very sneakily, the wide receiver, 25. He scored a touchdown in his last three games. Wide receiver, 12. Wide receiver, 14. Wide receiver, 23 are his last three games. So he is a potential option, I think, for Anthony. If you see Curtis Samuel in there come come games time starts I I wouldn't be surprised I, I'd be really considering him if I'm going against stretch here um and I'm actually going Anthony here because I think stretch losing two of his heavy hitters and David Montgomery and Adam Thielen I think that will be too much to overcome I wish I could have this contingent on McCaffrey playing uh but I th- I think McCaffrey plays he really is up in the air he could go either way but I think he plays, if I had to guess. So I'm going to hesitantly go Anthony here. Um, but I mentioned Stretch's core having really good matchups. I think that could really benefit him going forward. Yeah, I'm taking Stretch in this one because of a lot of the matchups that I see. You're taking Keontae and- Ingram? Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. That That is very ugly. I will give you that. For sure. I'm going to ship you a Keontae Ingram jersey. But I think Stretch only needs like 8 to 10 out of Keontae. I mean, the rest of his lineup looks really good up and down the lineup, uh, just given the bye weeks that are on deck. Sam Laporta, I think he'll get back on track as that safety blanket for Jared Goff in a road environment against the Ravens, a good defense. And you already highlighted some of the matchups. Ken Walker, Josh Jacobs, they should eat. I think a a really big X factor is Devontae Smith in a high-scoring game. Can he eat alongside the likes of A.J. Brown, the likes of Dallas Goddard? Can he get those high-point totals that we've come to expect from him? Certainly at the beginning of the season, he had a couple of weeks where he was the alpha just needs to get back on track there. So, all in all, 
I, I do also, I just don't think that this game will be very high scoring either just because of some of the buys, because of some of the injuries. So I could see stretch winning by five to 10 points, you know, get like a, 130 to 120 kind of game. All right. And there you have it. One for Anthony, one for Stretch. That'll go probably a long way in determining this Kadoba Chipotle classic. Who gets the bragging rights going forward? Let's move into the next matchup. It is representing the Kadoba division, Don and Team. Ooh, I almost said his old name. In Jigba's in Paris. Taking on your boy, representing the Chipotle division, Chris and Team Fairlife, coming into this one at a nice, cozy four and two. And this has been labeled in the notes the light skin bowl. How about it? Get the light skins in here. Get Absolutely. The, get, get Chris Brown in here. Get uh, get uh, Mike. Well, uh, try to think of other prominent light skins. I don't know why I'm blanking. Get Michael B. Jordan Mike, up in here. Yeah, I was about to say Michael B. Jordan. Baby. Come on. Chris, at the time of the notes being compiled, has a 69 uh-huh. Uh-huh. chance uh-huh. of victory, according to Sleeper. And let's start off on Don's side and break it down here. So Tony Pollard is on by, and that already spells trouble for Injigdo in Paris. <laughs> that already spells trouble. Because he doesn't have a lot of other options to pivot to on his bench that inspire a lot of confidence. Perhaps Elijah Mitchell, if CMC does in fact sit. But outside of that, you don't see a lot of running backs, especially maybe Justice Hill. He's fine. So he's got bodies, but nobody to the caliber of Tony Pollard. And especially when you're staring the likes of Cooper Cup, Michael Pittman, TJ Hawkinson, Calvin Ridley, wow. you just stare the, you stare them in the face with plus matchups on the, in a lot of those cases, it's just not gonna turn out well for Don. There's just so much firepower on Chris's side. Although I will say, I do this week like the Purdy Ayuk stack against Minnesota. I think that that can be very fruitful for him. And what it really comes down to for Don, in my opinion, is from really just the tight end spot down, Tyler Higby, Marquise Brown, Terry McLaurin, those guys really need to show up in a big way, really perform over what their projections are. And then a huge X factor is, Chris Olave needs a big game. I'm talking it's a breakout game, 25, 30 points, something like that. And I think he's certainly capable of that. If he can just get into the end zone. I mean, if you look at some of his past lines this season, you know, week one, eight catches, 112 yards, week three, eight catches, 104 yards, week six, last week, seven catches, 96 yards. I mean, those are very solid lines. And if you just add a touchdown here and there, I think you're looking at Chris Olave being a top 15 wide receiver this season. And he's the wide receiver 21 right now. Right. So I think, you know, look for him to hopefully have a really big impact in this game. For Chris, you know, the only concern that I see is, you know, is Josh Allen truly okay? He had a bit of a scare when it came to, 
his injury that he suffered and is considered day to day with that sore shoulder that he has, but should be fine for this game. But we'll see if that ails him at all with his performance. It's a storyline to certainly watch, but just up and down the lineup, there's just too much here. Not really worth diving into, you know, matchup by matchup. He's got to get another defense that he'll replace with Houston being on by, but there's just too much here to overcome on Don's end. And I really like Chris to win this pretty easily. I'm going with myself as well. I, I said it once and I said it again. Running back death is stupid till it's not. Kyron dropped yep. this week. Already lost Chubb. Already lost A-Chan. So the fact that, you know, I could still turn to the likes of Kamara, Swift, Cook, you know, definitely blessed on that end. Uh, I will say the purdy Ayuk stack does scare me a little bit. We already said that we think the Niners are going to bounce back in a big way. Um, and that's on Monday night. So I think... That stack is one of those where I could be up by 50 and I'd still be, you know, keeping an eye on it <laughs> going into going into Monday night. Question for you. Do you consider starting Jerome Ford over James Cook? I thought about it. I actually just saw that, you know, running against Jerome Ford, running against our beloved Colts. Colts. Go Colts. And James Cook at New England. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I feel like, I mean, with all due respect to Don, I feel like I'd don't have to get that decision right, but, uh, you know, we'll see. That's an option. I was even looking at, you know, do I roll with a Gabe Davis? Do I roll with a Jordan Addison again? He seemed to be the number one. So, you know, a lot of options there to potentially go to, but I'm taking myself as well, repping the Chipotle division. Let's get on to our last match up here, and you know what that means. It is our matchup to watch and you know it had to be a big deal because an 6-0 versus 5-1 matchup did not make it in here that is because we have Tim and close but no Jamar coming to this one at 1-5 taking on Hayden and Tua Infinity and Bijan at 3-3 and and I'll tell you what, I have some insider information. I was uh, I was with some of the uh, some of the insiders that are familiar with the vibes around uh, close but no Jamar and their locker room, and I was told not only are critics and pundits declaring it this, but inside of the close but no Jamar locker room, they are believing this game to be the first of the year win or go home for close but no Jamar which is quite the statement Tim at one and five we thought surely for sure he was going to be a playoff team coming into this year but one and six man that is hard to come back from and Hayden certainly is not going to be a pushover with lineups set sleeper is giving Hayden a 51 oh lordy percent chance of victory so essentially a toss-up almost a 50 50 game coming in to this one and what make it even worse even for tim i mean he has to dig deep because he's just missing a couple pieces on by and by a couple pieces i mean jamar chase and cd lamb oh goodness <laughs> oh goodness. god man lord i mean hayden's Ooh. losing derrick henry but like Jesus, brother, that is tough for Tim in a must-win ball game. So, turning from that, Tim 
that means he's now going to be counting on what is should be hope to be a full strength Aaron Jones against a very susceptible Denver Broncos defense. I think he needs a big game from Aaron Jones here. And the one game that Aaron Jones has played fully healthy, he balled. <laughs> Week one, you know, I still remember like it was yesterday, him like getting his hamstring worked on, like flexing at the camera because he just like scored a 50-yard touchdown on the Bears. So uh, we're hoping that Aaron Jones can come back. And uh, Jalen Warren, as of right now, is on is in his starting lineup, but I am keeping a close eye on Tim on the waiver wires this week. There's a couple guys mm. out there that are probably good, fit them in your roster, one week rentals that I would probably be starting against, or I would probably be starting over somebody like a Jalen Warren personally. But we'll see what Tim does there. We need to start buying wins. I would not be shocked if I'm Tim. I'm considering just blowing all my fab this week. Like, I, I need to win. Go get a guy that you want in your starting lineup. Just go do it because you got to get a win this week. As for Hayden, look at him because he's going to, as it stands right now at least, give a starting lineup debut to Mr. Christian Watson. I mentioned him in uh, last week's episode of somebody who we hope that can come in after the bye week, and give Tua Infinity and Bijan that next level, that next pop guy that will hopefully allow him to jump in tears like we've been talking like we've been talking about. But this game will not be decided at least until Sunday night because we get Jalen Hurst for Tim taking on Tua for Hayden, a battle of the former Alabama quarterbacks. And for uh, Tim, as you go through his lineup, you know, Jonathan Taylor, can we get Rance back up? We're going we're at home against a tough Cleveland front, though. We get DK Metcalf against a good Arizona uh, matchup there. And uh, we already mentioned Aaron Jones against Denver. For when you look at Hayden, we have two tough matchups for his star running backs. Travis Etienne at New Orleans, Bijan Robinson at Tampa Bay. That's certainly somewhere uh, where Tim is going to try to take advantage. And Tim is also going to be a very big Cooper Cup fan this week as Puka Nakua takes on Pittsburgh, so that is certainly something Tim and I will agree on. Agree on. Um, yeah, for Tim, it's going to be him trying to get over his bye weeks, and for Hayden, I think it's going to come down to Debo's health. And then, you know, do we start Christian Watson or do we start Jameer Gibbs? Jameer Gibbs currently on his bench. He's supposed to come back this week with no David Montgomery. Is that an option that you potentially have there, or do we still ride with Christian Watson? Um, I don't know. Who who would you go there? Christian Watson or Jameer Gibbs, assuming he plays this week? Denver's defense is atrocious. It is bad. I think I think I would go with Christian Watson. All right. Because yeah, just other quarterbacks have looked awful up until they play Denver, and then they look like the best quarterback in the league. There you go. With all of that being said. The locker room knows it's a must win. We know it's a must win. I think Tim pulls it off, man. I really do. I think Tim pulls it off. I think he gets to two and five. We already mentioned it. The schedule lightens up a bit after this. I think he starts making a run back to the playoffs where he's supposed to be. I'm rolling with Tim. Well, unfortunately, I am not as optimistic about Mr. Raider winning this week. I have Hayden winning against Tim. I just think that I like some of the guys that Hayden's putting out there. 
especially if the Tua to Jalen Waddle stack on Sunday night is really fruitful. That could spell trouble for Tim and I just Travis Etienne, Bijan Robinson, Puka, Watson, just all those guys are really talented and can put up a lot of points. And I think that they will do so this week. I do have a question for you, Chris. He's playing Tua over Pat Mahomes. Both it's kind have, of an intro. Both have good matchups. I kind of yeah. hope he sticks with Tua just because I want to see the Tua Jalen Hurts Sunday night, especially if this game's close. That would be oh, nice. that's going to be fantastic. Yeah. That really would be cool. Case. But, uh, yeah, that would be cool. I do think Patrick Mahomes probably puts more fear in my heart than Tua, but hey, they're both solid options for Hayden going yep. forward. So uh, that is your week seven preview. Big week, man. Big huge week. A lot of huge. A Yoge. lot of questions will be answered after this week. Will Tim? Will Tim be in fire sale? I don't know. I will. We'll see, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. Let's get out of here. In case you forgot, or in case you think we forgot. That's right, Stretch. Downed by the podcast curse. It all fell to plan. Just the podcast curse. Just drug him down. Drug the angle down. It's a thing, man. People are saying, ooh, Anthony won with the podcast curse. He beat Clayton by like six points. He should have lost if it wasn't for Jordan yep. Love just being super doo-doo. Podcast curse Terrible. is very much alive Terrible. and well. com. Again, you can go there, see all the latest trades, waiver moves, matchups, scores, all that jazz. As always, comment on us. That helps us a lot. Give us a good rating. That helps us a lot. Share us with your friends. That helps us a lot. But nothing helps us more than just utterly destroying the like button like I did stretch last week. Like, take that same vigor and just crush the like button to 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 kingdom come. Just don't want it to exist anymore. Just crush the like button. Or, as usual, guys, it's just as simple as one click. You could just click it. Aaron, thanks for hanging out with me on this wonderful Tuesday evening. It's always nice chilling with you. Hey, man. Always fun. Always a great time. Glad we got to episode 70, and here's to getting on the road to 100. All right. Go on, get. Road 100 starts right now. I'm Chris. Love you guys.